Cody. Slow How you feel about that one? Clap, my friend. Wow. Well done. I We're just getting the show right there, everybody. It's been a great night. Have a see you guys next <laughs> We're time. Out of here. This has been awesome. Burn, I said it. I said it on Thursday's episode of the progression. Like people think, oh, Fern and Ackerman are have any impact or insight into what's going on. That's the first time we saw that. Uh, like, here's the deal, everybody. Bring in people that are good. Give them guidance. Let them do their thing. Leadership one on one, and then slow clap when they fucking crush. So and take them, take them <laughs> in the nuts when they mess up. Yeah, yeah, that's leadership. Make, that was badass. Them. That was good. That was yeah, awesome. I mean, we're just trying to put out some, you know, some really you know, good content, guys. Let's um, let's give a little bit of credit to Nate as well. Dude, Nate crushed it, right? You give him just a little bit of a little bit of guidance, and then just listen, like go at it, dude. Barry, listen, a for little... a guy who only does the minimum, that is pretty good. He's been coming at me on Slack also. <laughs> he was coming at me. So and and by the way, no joke. Probably about 25 people sent me that picture of the bike seat in my butt. <laughs> like, I, I was just getting DM. I was like, what is this? And then I had to go back and watch it. I was like, oh yeah. I don't like what was I doing? Was I sitting there with the handle of the butt <laughs> bike in my butt? I mean, Maybe. I guess so. You, it didn't seem to bother you. Always listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you if you haven't sent the picture to Jason yet, go find it. No, screenshot it. I've just blow him up with it. All right. All right I've got plenty of them. Anyway. All right. All right, guys. Before we get started, uh, this show is going to be a little bit different. Um, so for all you guys that are watching out there, I am going to be kind of moderating the show here. Um, we got some questions dialed up that we're going to be talking about for today's topic, which is. The Girls for Grandmas. So that's a really short chapter inside the level one manual. Um, and it's kind of just capping off scaling and programming, but for our older population. What that looks like, um, and Jay, I'm talking to you here, the older population. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what that looks like as far as application goes. But before we get started in that episode, you got to like like and subscribe and, and like, where is it at, Jay? Like. Where is it? Is it? I think it's, it's on there? yours. It's this way. It's on mine. All right, it's that way. Thank All right. You. Well, well, we're gonna wait for it. We're gonna wait. For what it. are you waiting for? <laughs> well, we're wait. We're waiting. We're waiting for everybody to, to like and subscribe. Um, if you didn't catch the uh, Instagram story post about dropping us a question or a concern as far as um, coaching um, your older population, do that and or just drop a question into the chat, and we're gonna get to those. Um, a little bit later in the episode. And if you didn't see the mini course that we made that we dropped on Instagram the other day about how to greet new members when they come in, you should check that out as well. <laughs> a lot of feedback on that too. non crossers uh, Yeah, that skit was cool. I uh, I completely forgot we shot that, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, no, so did I. I'm going through the uh, new coaches curriculum and it was there and I was like, oh, I, I messaged Cody. I was like, do we ever use that? People also think we like wrote this out <laughs> that like, was completely off of the cuff and we, i was very proud i was very proud that people were very impressed with our acting best hour improv is coming next and I, told, <laughs> I said cody i told cody this is i said look this is why that clip is so good i said because fern is the ideal straight man and he sure. just you were like so straight in that it i I'm not laughing at my joke. I'm laughing at how 
Well, you and, and the fact that you said that off the top of your head still blows my mind. I don't know how you did that. Uh, it's, it's, a straight face. I have I have many skills. I, I listen. I will give like I've I've also been given credit. I'm taking the enlisted level one. And when we were doing our Billy reads, when you have to do the different acting scenes, many people are just like, "Oh, I had no." They're like, "You're you are legit acting right now. Like you are in character for some of these in reads." Did you do the uh, robot? Did you do the robot voice? No, I didn't do the robot. I did uh I did the small child throwing a tantrum. I just embodied my four year old. Oh, we did. Yeah, nice. And then uh and then I did the. Uh, the one was the one last week was uh, you had to do like a pompous kind of like uh, Englishman. But I just I was just like, how am I going to do this? And I was like, oh, I was like, Ron Burgundy. I was like, hey. I'm going to be Ron Burgundy. And I had people like spitting their drinks out uh, in the call. He gets into character. Yeah. I love Service. it. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, back in. Do your job. Do your hey, job. Yeah. You guys are talking about Ron Burgundy and all types of stuff. Yeah. I don't all know right. if you know this, Cody, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so i think the the crux of this chapter guys um and i'm going to add this to the to the stream real quick really comes down to um one sentence right and i am going to pull it up zoom in because here it is right here the needs of the elderly and professional athletes vary by degree not kind right and so we talked about that um as far you know back in foundations and the methodology but what we're talking about today is what that looks like as far as uh, application goes. So inside of the affiliate, um, if you're following along with us, we are on page 83, 83. out of 255 on uh, the level one training guide. And it's the girls for grandmas. And really what this chapter is about is taking the, the original girl workouts and modifying those for the older, the elderly population and or um, Jay. I, yeah, Jay. So I actually want to go back to that because that statement, yeah. while as probably as simple and as concise as it ever needs to Nobody, be. Nobody's attacking me in the comments, by the way. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> uh, just stop reading the comments. The um, I still think that people do not understand this statement. And so for, the, for those of you who have attended your level one and for those of you that have not, we'll, we'll go in the Wayback Machine. This gets brought up in the What is CrossFit lecture. When under we're talking intensity. About under intensity, when we're, essentially it's in the transition from intensity to variance. And we're talking about like, hey, intensity is the independent variable most commonly associated with maximizing the rate of return on favorable adaptation. What does that mean? Intensity gets results. And that, but it also is relative to both physical and psychological tolerances. And what we need to understand about intensity or what we understand about functional movements in general is that, yes, we need intensity, but we have to understand is like the needs of Jay, Cody, myself, my mom, Rich Froning, Matt Frazier, Tia Claire Toomey, we all need to do the same things. And people make a very large leap at this point in the conversation. And they're just like, snatch 225? No. Just a bar pull-ups? No, you dumb, dumb, dummy. That is not what we mean. What we mean is people need to have the capacity to do certain things, to squat below parallel, to put their hands over their head, to get up when they fall down. And no, a 92-year-old should not be trying to snatch their body weight. However, if they have the capacity to snatch a broomstick, we could probably deduce many things about their overall 
health and wellness. And that is what this statement is speaking to. And I think people take it and they just, they just fucking high and write this statement that is like, oh, this is ridiculous. Nobody needs to be snatching. And I'm like, it's not about the snatch, right? It's, not, it's that video, not about the nail. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen that video, it's not about the nail. You should go watch it. What if, it's not what about if, the snatch. If you reframed that sentence and said something like, every human being needs to move the same way or needs to be capable of doing the same movements or movement patterns or functional movements, insert whatever word there, it would make sense, right? Like, hey, if you're alive and if you want to be, and you want to enjoy life, you know, through your 70s, 80s, 90s, you, you need to be able to squat below parallel, pick things up off the ground and put things overhead. Right. Yeah, now, if you, you want, need- if you want work, if you want increased work capacity to cross broad time and modal lanes throughout your life, the, defin- the definition okay. of health, you need to be able to do these things. That's what this is saying, but right. It's again, people jump to the the furthest extreme of like, I don't need to do that. Like, well, and you know, we've talked about this. I think you need to be able to do some variation of that is what we're saying. We spoke about it with EC. Like, does grandma need to be able to do 120 burpees in seven minutes to a target all of the open? No, but should grandma be able to get back up off the ground? Yeah. I, you know, and that's where people lose that sight and, you know, and, and, and outthink themselves. Like grandma needs to be able to get up off the ground and people are like, Hey, this CrossFit thing isn't for everyone. It's like, Nope, it actually is. Nope. Turns and, out we're all human beings. We all need to do the basic functional movements of human beings. And, and, you know, I was having a conversation this morning with someone. It's like a lot of that is it falls on on us as coaches and affiliate owners. Like we we need to be better examples of, of coaching and scaling this stuff to show people this is one hundred percent for everyone. And on that note, Cody, key this up, but I'm going to give it a little a little like highlight here. Th- this and I'm so by the way, Tyson, and I'm giving not giving a, enough people credit at the media team at CrossFit. they are killing it right now with the magic of crossfit stuff i'm so over the fucking moon happy to see them doing this because this is necessary they draw if you have not watched the crossfit auburn um uh crossfit magic that they have on youtube you should watch watch the full i think it's 18 minutes or 17 minutes or something like that you should watch it but this is wild so cody just play just like a little bit of the intro here and why in this, cause this plays into exactly what we're talking about today. Anytime. Starting. I, I didn't anticipate this. So we have people who are, of course, they're, you know, you're, you're young twenties and thirties and they're, you know, super fit and fantastic humans. Um, but man, we have a, a 92 year old CrossFitter here. Annie is famous. She's the one that inspires the entire box. My name is Annie Holmes. I am going to be 93 in January. Wow.
All right, this lady's fitter than me, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so that is a perfect example right there. So I don't want to, I don't want to steal the thunder, right? But like, you can go ahead and stop it right there, Cody. That is exactly what we are talking about, right? And and it, we'll get into a little bit today. But like, that is like she's doing things that everybody else in the CrossFit class is doing. Is she doing them to the extent that they're doing? No. But she's is 92. She, she's going by intensity, down. not kind, or degree, right. not kind, right? And exactly. I think also for a lot of it is in the outliers. Like we look at the the people that are affiliate that want to compete, even just local competitions, and and forget like most of the people there understand it. We understand this is just part of health. Like it, you know, me for example, it's like I go in the basement every day, and I'm just like I'm happy to be moving. I'm not. If I PR today, great. If not, it was a great day and I moved. And I think more and more people are accepting that. And again, it's just this, you know, vocal minority of people out there saying like, oh, CrossFit like is a sport and CrossFit's not for everyone. And CrossFit this, it's like, again, you're wrong. And your inability to coach these different people at the same time does not mean all of these people don't need CrossFit because you can't coach a 92-year-old and a potential regional athlete in the same class does not mean they both don't need it. It means you're a bad coach, but they still both need CrossFit. Jay just hurt some people's feelings just now. You did. Shots fired out there. What happened? Right, what so, did I say? Oh, now, just what I said? I thought it was yeah. a comment. Yeah, no, it's yeah. true. <laughs> I, I think, I, I mean, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here. I think the, the people that complain about CrossFit and it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're chasing this, you're doing that. It's like, no, you're just really bad at coaching. So maybe, right. That's a, that is a solvable problem too, by the way. Right. So, so, and again, we're not just, and at this point we're probably preaching to the choir, but like, let's get to some, to yeah. some value out here. Right. Like, no, I don't know that many people that watch a show disagree with us. They're probably like, yay. Uh, we get it. So a <laughs> couple things, right. So, I do want to plug a couple different resources, right? So obviously you should get reacquainted with the level one trainer guide. Most of the answers to your problems lie in that text. And I think that people should take the time and should revisit it. We talked about like how that helped Katie. We've talked about it many times. The number of people that have reached out to us based on this series alone is nuts with regard to how much it's helped them like get back in touch with coaching and CrossFit. And I think that is amazing. Um, the other thing is, do you have the screenshot of the, um, the online courses there, Cody? Pull that up real quick while we're doing it. But like the, what used to be called the master's course is now called the, uh, why am I blanking on the name now? I just remember, I just always know it as the master's. Yeah. Coaching. Can I change the name? Yeah. Um coaching the aging athlete and and i think this th number one this is online there's a ton of resources in here no it is not the end all be all and give you all of the solutions to every problem that you're ever going to encounter it's intended to give you a framework for things that you should consider when you are training people that fall in this age demographic things that we need to understand about volume movement patterns um, loading things of that nature, intensity in general. And all of it goes back to that statement, which is like, you're not going to not do those things. You're going to do them 
to a different degree. You're going to turn the volume down from seven to arbitrarily four is, right. or, is, is the overall idea. Yeah, or the alternative is when you need to do them, you're no longer able to do them, which Correct. is, you know, welcome to assisted living. Right. You know, so if, you, if you're not familiar with any of these online courses, you should go check out the online courses. There's a ton of them there. If you're a level three and you need credentials or you need your uh, CEUs, like you need to di start diving into, um, into the, the online courses, or you could join Affiliate U and get 50 um, and fulfill the, the entire- All 50. All the, the requirements hey. for that. I'll also say too that if you just Google um, coaching the aging athlete, it will give you the, the PDF guide for this course. So right. you don't have to just sign up for the course and wait for them to send it to you. Like the material is out there for you to study, whether you want to sign up for the course or not. Obviously sign up for the course and go through it. But if you just want the material, like you've got the material, they're open to you. It's, it's on the internet. Can you drop that in the uh, comments, Cody? Can you yeah, I'll drop it. I can drop it in there just for everybody who's watching. New intros, dropping PDFs. Yeah. <laughs> pull that up Jimmy. um, uh, up, Jimmy. <laughs> uh okay so that being said let's dive into so a lot of what we're going to be talking about is uh, where'd it go is scaling for the girls so cody i'll let you kind of guide here do you want to move to that portion yeah so i just want to kind of talk about like what, what the chapter is about and i'm going to pull it up right here it's again it's it's about taking the girls and modifying it down um, to, or modifying it wherever it needs to be for the older population. And what I wanted to do was not just give examples of scales, like how do I scale a hundred pull-ups, but what does it look like from a, from a different like application base inside of the affiliate? So I've got some questions here dialed up. I'll ask you guys, we can kind of talk about it and, and we'll just move through these. So okay. question number one is how do I know how much to scale for someone that walks into my gym. All right, so it's an older athlete, they just walked into the gym, they're dropping in. I don't know anything about them, they're new. Um, how, do, how do I know, how can I get to a point where I can scale that, that athlete appropriately? Okay, this is where many people would interject and this is where my PT folks are gonna come in hot yes, and heavy yeah. with pits for, pitchforks and torches and they'll be like, you should do a 48 session intro with this person and, and, and functional movement screener. And again, I'm not opposed to somebody doing that okay if you want to do that that's fine however for the people that are not running that model and don't have the bandwidth and don't know how to do any of those things, don't want to and or just don't want to how do you solve this problem i will give you the simplest answer to this humanly possible always err on the side of caution and design something that you are highly confident that they will finish the workout and their first thought will be like i could have done more Dial up that version and you will be making a really, really sound decision, right? Like make it easier than you think it needs to be. Make the weight lighter than you think it needs to be. Cut the time a little bit shorter than you think it needs to be. Because I will be able to determine if I should go further based on how they perform, but I'm going to err on the side of caution. And if you don't do it that way, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. It, yeah, you can always add hard. a little more, right? But it's hard to, if, you could take away, like if you're coaching well and you're doing Angie, for example, and you're, you realize 25 is too much, you could always drop it down. But A, that's going to also leave that new client feeling, you know, potentially bad about themselves, which we want to avoid. I'd rather be like, wow, you crushed it. Let's do five more of each. Um, Glassman used to talk about, you know, back in like his trainer days, 
he'd put somebody on the recumbent bike and I used to do the same exact thing and you'd be talking to them and I'm not like, I don't give a shit about you. Like, I don't know you. I don't know if you're going to sign up for to be my one-on-one client yet. I'm basically figuring out like, how fit are you? Cause I'm slowly ramping up the intensity or the, you know, whatever, you know, machine you're using and seeing if they're getting out of breath, seeing if they're getting tired that, you know, an assessment can be that simple. Like I can tell a lot about you and I know Fern and also Cody with years of experience, like I can see someone move for about 30 seconds and have enough information to at least get started. Like this is, I, this is why if people think it's ridiculous and too simple. So our introductory workout. So like we run a three session kind of PT first model at CrossFit Rife, right? That's the onboarding. It includes lecture, uh, nutrition, a bunch of other stuff in there. The first workout is a salt bike, kettlebell swing, 10 minute cap, three, six, nine, 12, just keep going, right? People are like, well, why'd you pick that one? Or just like, oh, it's just because it's, just it's simple. It's like, no, yes, it is in fact simple, but that has very little to do with it. Number one, I'm going to find out very quickly what somebody's aerobic capacity is with the bike. I'm going to find out what their CrossFit intelligence is with regard to pacing in this workout. And the things that you will uncover simply by watching somebody hip hinge with even the lightest kettlebell, if you've been doing this long enough, are like seeing 40 years into the future. I'm like, I can tell so much by watching somebody swing a kettlebell. I can tell if they're going to pull early in the snatch. I can tell if they understand like, or have any degree of kinesthetic awareness, kinesthetic awareness right? I, can, I understand like, are they, or do they have like how much fast, which muscle do they have? Like, do they have the ability to get in and out of those positions quickly? Right? Like there's so much happening in that movement. And I'm talking about like, not even an American swing. I'm talking about like Russian swing, eye level the most baseline level movement you could do with a kettlebell outside of a deadlift. Those two things compared together, very simple to teach, by the way, and also really hard to get wrong. You know, and we discussed it a little with Katie the other day, and it comes up often like, why should I get my level three? And I think it's, it's, that's a little subtlety of it. Like you have to coach 750 hours, but more so with a purpose, with intent, like Katie, um, Hayes spoke about in achieving her level four. Like you have to now coach with a purpose and, and think and learn and all that. And when someone shows up to your affiliate with a level three, you, you have a lot more trust in their ability to do something that simple. Yeah. So Cody, can you pull up, uh, I think it's page 83 or 84 actually with the bar. Uh, yeah. The skilled version of Barbara. Oof, Barbara is to this day, still one of my favorites. Still- I, it's a spicy little workout. You, can I talk a little trash for a sec? We did this one time at a level one in Atlanta. So I was working with Mike G. Mm-hmm. Fire breather, right? Like in, former, invented, the but, invented the butterfly kipping pole. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, longtime games athlete. And I was the only one on staff that completed all five rounds during lunch break. Everybody else was dropping off. The first time we ever did this at Albany CrossFit, people were literally dying. Like a couple of people died that day because you just, I don't, no I don't think you understand what, I don't think you understand what literally means. They, they, they died. They, we <laughs> lost people. We lost people. <laughs> there's, now a mo- we, there's a memorial for these folks. <laughs> it was, it was so interesting because 
25 rounds of 20 pull-ups in like 2007, eight was like a lot. Like that was an obscene amount of pull-ups. And I just remember watching people fall off. It was, it was so fun. I do want to talk about this version right here. So obviously we have the, the kind of RX version, five rounds, 20 pull-ups, 30 push-ups, 40 sit-ups, 50 squats, three minutes rest between each one of those. And then, so um, Jay, give me, and so this is a this is a good kind of initial scale, which is three rounds, twenty ring rows, thirty push ups, forty sit ups, fifty squats, three minutes rest. Yeah, I'm, Jay, I'm give, about to get a quiz. Let's hear it. Jay, give well, give me an age. Give me just an age that, that would be considered, and we won't go with like CrossFit masters. I'm not talking somebody who's thirty five, right? I'm talking like, you know, we'll go anything above fifty five. Give me an age. Oh, like just pick a number. Just pick a number. Um, we'll go my father. I'll go my father. He'll, he's going to be 70 this year. 70. Okay. So he's about, I think they were probably almost the same exact same age as my parents. So 70. And then give me a little background on your dad. I've never met your dad. Okay. Way, yeah. So no, this is good. This is knows. fun. This is fun. Let me call him up. Doctor <laughs> you can't find uh, a friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a doctor. <laughs> he's, he's a dentist. Okay. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> he's run 20 marathons previously but his knees okay. are both like effed god um, he's constantly getting cortisone shots i okay. tell him all the time he's frail looking like he has no muscle on his body okay. anymore like he's looks like he's gonna break soon okay and uh, he walks miles every day and plays some golf and pickleball typical okay. old yeah. retired jew in florida okay got it so is he on my mom's pickleball team She's not Jewish, but she plays a lot of pickleball. They play. They yeah. play exclusively with Jews, so no. <laughs> the uh, so right out of the gate, that skilled version would not be appropriate. It would dad. be. He would. You. You would kill him. I mean, I would get my inheritance. I'd be somewhat like, all right, Fern, we can work something out over here. <laughs> I, would, I want to split. Yeah. But, so uh, but right, right yeah, on the back. So based on what you just told me super bad knees again let's do a let's do let's do a quick break out the calculator 150 air squats not in the cards yeah i don't know that thing i'm gonna see him he's actually I was telling you earlier like he's coming to visit in uh the end of february i'm gonna see what his squat looks like i'm anxious to see that so right out of the gate there's two things here actually all this whole rep scheme i'm throwing out the window i don't for, think he could do this, the 40 sit-ups three times to be fair. that's my point right so this whole thing is going out the window and I would probably dial something up that looks like three rounds. Cause again, always air on the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to look something like 10 to 15 reps for all of them for three rounds, maybe two to three minutes rest in between those, right? A 70 year old with very little training, who's got a history of severe knee pain, arthritis, who is probably low lean muscle mass from what you just told me. Um, I'm going to err. And some people are like, that's it. I'm like, yes, that's it. Why? Because I, I want them coming back tomorrow, right? Like live to train another day, like find out. He might just be like, that was great. I'm like, cool. Now I have some sort of data point to proceed intelligently now. But yeah, so I'm, t I'm looking on the high end, 45 reps of each of these on the low end, probably 30 of each of these. And I'm not really concerned with how fast he moves. Like he might get through one of those rounds at 10 and 15 in three to four minutes. Yeah. And I think I was going to say five, 10, 15, 20, you know, to keep that. But I think either way you're good there. And I like what you said about potentially dropping the rest between rounds. Cause it's not going to be, he's not going to be fatigued. 
I mean, no, he'll be like because he's not moving higher. that fast. Yeah, right. But he's going to be slower in the round. Correct. So shorter rest. He might actually finish around some of the same times as your best in the class because of that. Correct. Right. So that so that's an example of again, like I've never met Jay's dad, um, but knowing that information and then thinking about okay, what is the best scenario I can dial up for this person? Well, a picture I, of my again, dad, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> What's I don't have that skill. I, I, I want to keep this really simple for people because I think people overcomplicate some of this stuff. It's like, what's the best scenario for me to dial up for this person? Here's what it is: the scenario that brings them back tomorrow. Whatever that scenario is, it could be two rounds. If they come back tomorrow, that is that is what we are chasing. So err on the side of caution, and because I can always ramp that up over time. And again, like. Jay, what would you do if he if he finishes those three rounds and he seems just fine? Now, what could we potentially do? You mean you could add a fourth if you wanted to? I, I probably would air it. You know, I wouldn't either. Doing right. that, right? Um, but we could then put him on a, a bike. You, you know, we can right. walk around. We could, you know, talk to him about nutrition. And you know, and the other thing you would do in there is like just after that first round, hey, even though I said two minutes, I need you to check in with me before you start again, we're going to have a right. couple questions. Right. So I just wanted to bring that. I just wanted to give somebody an example, like off the cuff of like, what would be an example of that? The ring rows there also, you know, 20, that's definitely would be out. Like, again, just because of, I know that athlete probably really heavy on the eccentric portion of a ring row, just the number of athletes I've seen do that. Like at that age, they tend to be very slow. Right. So we need to think about eccentric loading on the ring row and like what that could potentially look like. I'm probably going to start them fairly upright. Those ring rows are going to be really easy for them. And then we would, I would, that would not be 45 degrees would be a wild scenario there. Like they would not even be there um, for a ring row. I got a follow up to that that I think is probably a common scenario with most people is um, they're trying to keep the class together, right? Like we're trying to get everybody to finish roughly within the same time frame, 13 to 15 minutes, whatever it happens to be. And they, they scale things down, but they would let that athlete continue to work out for the entire time, neglecting to consider the amount of volume that they're going to start to rack up inside of a 20 minute workout or a 15 minute workout. And even though they're doing less reps of all of those things, it's like, no, you're still going to do, you know, five rounds, or they may come back and say, Oh, you finished way too early. I need you to do another one and try to keep them moving for the entire time with the rest of the class. Right. And so, and this goes back to like what we've, we've, we've kind of beaten this drum quite a bit here is understand. It's one of the factors inside of training people that are older is you have to like, one of the primary functions is volume that you need to, t it's one of the first factors that you take into account when training and, and programming for an older athlete is what is the volume. So I'm going to look at that volume and I'm going to make the arbitrary call. I'm like, we're not going to exceed this volume for today, right? There, there is no, and the reason for this is there is nothing to be gained by doing that. Zero. There is only downside by at throwing on the volume for an athlete. Like and that. by the way, he's going to be sore. Correct. Right. Very. You think in relative intensity, like if you, if anybody listening would have come in and done five rounds RX on day one, they would have been smashed. Like that's what a 70 year old feels like doing three rounds. Also, let's get a little nuance here. We also haven't really talked about like to, to what degree 
would we be challenging his range of motion? That alone, absent of any value uh, volume, would create soreness, right? If somebody like doesn't spend a ton of time like in full anatomical end range, whether it be hands overhead or squatting, they will absolutely be sore. Oh yeah, it's just new range of motion for it. Or not new; it's decades of not doing that range. I of mean, motion. it might as well be new at that point. So. All right, so I want to I want to move into the next question here, which I think kind of leads into something like this with a with a larger volume and multiple movements is scaling the entire workout versus just scaling one piece of it. Let's say you have an athlete that you know, like we know Jay's dad has got bad knees. Would you ever consider keeping the five rounds? But it's like I know for a fact that these squats are going to be detrimental, and so I'm going to modify just that one movement. But I think you're okay on everything else. I'll let you go first, Jay. Yeah, I mean, I think you should be willing to scale any different aspect of a workout at any time. Um, so certainly, I mean, I think there's nothing on here, the 20, 30, 40, 50, that he should do on day one, period. Um, but if if the scenario were different and he goes, hey, by the way, I've been doing 100 push-ups a day, you know, for the last five years, like, cool, we can maybe keep the vault. I probably still wouldn't do 150, like you're used to 100. Um, and you probably do them slowly. So let's, we can keep that, but let's make sure we, you know, or, or change the total volume of that, not as significantly as the rest. Yeah. But even in that scenario, you're at five rounds, you adjust the pushups to 20. You're, you're within his volume. Yeah. Range. That's, that's, that's a hundred, you know? Sure. Um, but I would, but everything else would get adjusted or, or scaled far more significantly. Yeah, this is, I, and I think, and number one, I don't think this scenario applies to just older athletes. I think this applies to every athlete. I think you should consider, I don't, I don't think, I think that is baseline level scaling is I make like one change, like one blanket change. I think if you really get into nuanced scaling, you start tweaking all sorts of different variables inside of that workout. I might make change, if it's a triplet, I might make changes to all three of those. I might change, I might change the rep scheme and I might change two of the three movements in there. Well, and that's like we spoke about with EC that you said, it's like athlete first. Right. Right. We're, we're, that's, that's how a class should be. It doesn't matter that they're 70 or, you know, 22. It's right. you have eight people standing in front of you. I need to scale each one of these people appropriately. Um, can you hit that second question, Cody, um, in there about the forgetting? Forgetting. Oh, you mean in the in the, in in the private, private chat? chat? Yeah, yeah. Got yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'll copy and paste it. That way, everybody can see it here. And this is, and I, I want I wanted to bring this up because this is actually this question actually leads into why I chose the rep scheme on mm. on that first question that you gave me. Yeah. So what if they forget to? What if they forget what they are doing? This happens. Or the scale that I gave it. Dude, it happens with people that have been here seven years, like much yeah. less the 70 year old who doesn't care about any of this. So, a couple of things. Like, for many of us who are in the CrossFit world, just understanding an ascending rep scheme seems pretty mundane. Okay. I will tell you for a 70 year old or somebody who's, this is not what they're super into, that's a lot of numbers. Right? Not that they're old and their brain doesn't work. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, if I'm going to be introducing them to exercise and now we're going to be really challenging them from 
a physical and neurological standpoint, I want to make things simple. So when I chose the the five or 10, 15, all, all the way across the board, that's because I only want them to remember one number. That's it. I don't want them to have to go back and look at that. So I'm going to write their movements down on a little whiteboard and I'm like 10 of everything. That's it. You're going to do three rounds. I'm going to come check in on you after round one because you'll be taking a break. So I want you sitting right there on that box. I'm going to come talk to you, talk to you how you're, and see how you're doing. And then I'm going to tell you when to start the next round. You got to remember one number, Bob, 10. That's it, right? So when you're thinking about scaling, like that's something else to consider from a coaching standpoint, which is, you know, it's not weird that, listen, it is what it is. We're not, we're not being ageist, right? But like, as you age, there is cognitive decline. Right. It's not, a, it's not an int- ageist. That's actually the definition of being ageist. Well, then what's your excuse? The um... <laughs> <laughs> Mine just started early. It just yeah, started. Yeah. So, it, yeah. And if you, and most gyms have the little whiteboards and I, dude, I mean, I used to do this for all sorts of people. Like I used to write, if you'd catch a, in any given class, there would be whiteboards all over the place that I had like written everybody's stuff on their board for them. That's a great cheap tool. Go to Home Depot. Yeah. Power board, you know, I always say it's 12 bucks. Don't go to it's Home Depot. Board. Go to go to Amazon. It's 2023. Oh, maybe. Still, he's making trips. Like, <laughs> no, did you buy the shower board? They'll let you cut it yourself. Like, like cut everybody, the everybody knows you're not doing any of that. Know, but he, he would he would hurt himself with a. With I would a, not do it, but I could. Yeah. I would pay someone to do it. Right. You can, you can order those on Amazon. They'll show up to your gym. They're super cheap, right? Yeah. But and and I like down. them better for. Personally, I like that for keeping score of rounds. I hate beads right. and coins and all that. I like hash marks yeah. and I erase them. Yeah. So, so. that's 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 a, another one in there when you're scaling for some of these apps is like write it down. They don't need to remember anything. I want them focusing on their movement and I want to set the rep scheme such that they're simple and they don't have to like, what's the rep scheme again? Like, I don't like, how does this work? Is it ascending? Is it descending? Like, which one am I supposed to be doing? I'm like, it's one number for all of them. Right. Um, so that is another way to handle that. And then obviously you'd be checking in on them, not any more than you're checking on in anybody else, or maybe a little bit more than you're checking in on everybody else, but I should be checking in on everybody. Um, but I'm definitely going to be checking in then on them a little bit more strategically because I want to make sure that they're not exceeding what we've set in place. All right. I want to move to the next one here. And I, we already touched on it a little bit, but I want to, maybe kind of challenge what you said earlier. Um, what is the most important thing to consider when scaling workouts for an older athlete? We kind of talked about volume, but I, I would throw this out there. What about range of motion as well? Like, yes, we need to consider not overdoing volume, but should we put range of motion at the forefront um, to, to try to work in, you know, getting some of that, some of that training in inside of their workouts? Well, I'll give you I'll give you my answer, and this is not like hard and fast answer, but my answer um, with going volume first is because, by and large, I would say that that piece is an absolute. The range of motion is going to be dependent on the athlete in front of you, right? Some of them might not have range of motion issues. Some of them might have severe range of motion issues. So that one is going to be a little bit more of a sliding scale than the volume. Not that you not not that you, not that you shouldn't consider it, and not that it's not important. It's just one of those things where like that's an it depends scenario on on who it is that I'm actually interacting with where the volume is just like that is blanket like always in consideration. Yeah, that's the first thing you're always going to look at. And then 
like you said, Fern, range of motion is, is athlete dependent. I don't think there's any movement that I would specifically say at this point and, or at this age, we, we scale range of motion. Cause again, going back to that original statement, right? Intensity, not kind or degree, not kind. As soon as we start limiting range of motion on purpose, those people no longer have that range of motion. And that's where Glassman, I forget what, I think it's on his uh, social media these days, his conversation he had with the doctor where he was like, you're telling people not to deadlift. And he says like, well, what do you tell the grandma who you know, puts her groceries down? And the doctor's like, I get where you're going with this. Like we yeah. need to be able to pick things up. We need to be, you know, able to squat below parallel as, as long as we want to live a life without decrepitude. Because you also have to think about what is this person likely to encounter in their life? Like, do they need to deadlift double their body weight? No. Are they, do they like to garden, right? Are they going to be, are they going to be picking up 25, maybe 35 pound bags of mulch? Right? Like that's not unrealistic. Wadding down to the ground, pulling weeds, pulling weeds out. Right. So like, you can't just be like, you can't, you can't treat them with kid gloves. You're going to have to figure out like where their threshold is and what they want to get out of that. And now if they want to push the envelope a little bit, you're going to have to exercise a little bit of coaching caution here and say, Hey, like we're going to do that, but we're probably going to stop real short, you know, of where you want to go. But like I had a 73, we had a 70, Christina, she deadlifted like, I want to say like upwards of 155 pounds. Like little tiny lady. I mean, like she can't weigh a hundred pounds soaking wet. Right now that took a while. That took like five years. Right. At first it was just like 55 pounds and then 75. And then we would slowly ramp that up. Cause she's like, Oh, I feel like I could, I feel like that. It was, I feel like I could do that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And turns out like she was really strong, you know, and turns out by the way, she needed that because she has some issues at home where she's moving around family members that, need help getting around the house, right? That's what we're training her for, right? Like she's going to have to move another human being. That's life. <laughs> that is life. Um, all right, guys. So before we uh, hit the last few questions that we got right here, we're going to go to a commercial by our favorite sponsor. Hey guys, Fern here. Real quick, I just want to share a quick success story from one of the hundreds of gyms that we've been able to help inside of Affiliate U. And our mission and best hour of their day is to ultimately improve and grow the greater CrossFit community by building better boxes and creating better businesses with better coaching staff so we can bring CrossFit to the masses. Check it out. And if you think we can help you, don't hesitate to reach out. So we decided we would um, hire Affiliate U to see if they could help us structure our gym better. When we decided to go with Affiliate U, one of our top goals was obviously to fix our retention, increase our rates, make sure that our coaching is up to high standards, bring on new coaches, and just be able to have an accountability system and a coach to help. It's so easy to have a lot of plans and goals, but it's another to actually execute them. Oh, he didn't and make it. He's back. He didn't make it back in time. He didn't make it. I saw it. Did you guys see the breaking news? What is it? No. The games are staying in Madison through 2024. Oh, they rebid that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, wow. 
I want to so, no, so no Birmingham and no, we're not going to Alabama, Cody. <laughs> oh man, no. it's like literally an hour drive away from me. But let me give a little love to Teddy. Teddy has been crushing it lately. She did that video before she picked up, I think, 11 new members in January through uh, Bring a Friend Week and just doing the right things. And I think, you know, a lot of the affiliates we work with, they come on some of our calls and they hear these. It's like watching Instagram for Olympic lifting. Like, all you do is see these PRs. And all you do is hear that. And, you know, Teddy was one of those boxes that was working with us and it was a little bit of a slow start and you hear these other people having this tremendous success and why am I not? And then all of a sudden it was just like a rocket ship. And I think it, you know, for affiliate owners goes to prove lots of little things done. Well, like you just have to keep chugging along. You do these small little things. And then one day you're like, where'd all these awesome people come from? Right. And it's like, it, it's, it's no different than your training. If you try to pack it all into two weeks, you're still not going to be fit. But if you're just like, you know what? I'm going to do a little bit every day for the next three years. Turns out you're going to be pretty good one day. So, Teddy, great job. Kudos to you, Teddy. Yeah. The okay, All right. Uh, can you pull up? We the, have... Let's do two things, Cody. Let's pull right. up the – I want to look at Diane because this this is another one where people, like, lose their shit. Um with something like handstand pushups. Okay. Um, so again, you know, like, no, but people shouldn't be getting upside down. And here is what I'm probably going to just make people flabbergasted. I agree. But Bre breaking news, everybody do get upside down. If they I don't can. think it's bad if they do, but it's not something you need to force the issue on. So I, listen, I have members here who will never get upside down. I have members here. I've talked about this before who will never overhead squat anything other than a PVC pipe. Do they still work on overhead squatting? Absolutely. Cause it's still challenging with a PVC pipe because they're challenged with both squatting range of motion and shoulder range of motion with the, putting their hands over their head. But I'm not going to not push that envelope just a little bit to see if we can get a little bit better and a little bit better. Because every time I can get a little bit better and they can squat a little bit lower, they can put their hands over the head. I'm giving them just a little bit more capacity to enter, to do what they need to outside of the gym. Well, that's one of the questions that I had here was, you know, are there any movements that that you would just absolutely stay away from? Like it's a the risk versus reward for an older population is just not there. I mean, anything in the, anything in a dynamic plane, like a ring, is probably just like not something that is worth touching. You know, this, this is, I just had this conversation with, um, uh, Kanan. So Kanan is one of our clients in affiliate U and he's, uh, he's getting a, what I consider a pretty sizable contract to do, um, training for a baseball team. And we were just jamming on some programming stuff and cause he had a handful of questions and I was just like, Hey, I already know you know this, but like that, like sports specific stuff is my background. They, the, none of those people should be doing anything that resembles like butterfly kipping pull-ups or ring muscle-ups just so that we're on the same page. You're talking about athletes that are throwing athletes under no circumstances. Should we be doing things that would potentially lend them or lend them to an injury that would end their career? Like, like being suspended in a, in a frictionless plane. You yeah. Know, like, but I would also say this, like, you know, we live in a day and age where 50 and 60 year olds are really freaking fit still. I mean, yes, the games are outliers, but how many people 
in you know in that those age groups go to the semis, you know, quarters and semis, etc. So I, I don't think you can blanketly say it, Cody, which is kind of what you're asking. But I think you know the, the general rule, yes, probably ninety percent of the six, probably higher, ninety nine percent of the yeah. yeah, the sixty year olds that walk into your gym don't need to do this, may never do it. But if that, you're just well, like, hey, you're sixty, you can't do this. That's not right either. That's well, again, contextual answer. That is something that is earned, right? There's something, there are a dozen checkpoints prior to that happening that you're like, oh, you you have the strength, the stability, the, stina- the stamina to do all of these things. And I have seen you do hundreds, if not thousands of reps in those, in those movement patterns. Um, and even then, I would argue it's still risky and and arguably not worth it. Now, if that person makes the determination, like I'm definitely doing it, I'm like, listen, I'm not your, I'm not your dad. You know, you're, you're my dad as a matter of fact, like, so if you want (laughs) to, if you want to get up there and do that, then that's fine. But, but I, I do think it's okay as a coach to be like, I just don't think that you need to do that. And that's fine. Now, if you want to do that, listen, you know, choose your own adventure. But my job is to be like, I, yep, that's not necessary. Like you, you have, you have, you know, eight strict pull-ups and you're 72. Like you're doing just fine. That brings up one of the, one of the Instagram messages we had. It was, uh, they won't listen and are stuck in their ways. I think this scenario, and I don't know how you feel about this, Jay. The, I think this scenario gets solved with years of experience and just the willingness to say no. Yeah, I think it's just ownership as the coach. Like this is my my class. I'm in charge. Like this is this is what we're doing today. This is a. I was bringing this up with an affiliate, in it, but I think it holds true for coaches too. Saying no is a muscle, and that muscle needs to be exercised. That's your strongest muscle. I know. <laughs> it's actually genetic. It was also my father's strongest <laughs> muscle. <laughs> I'm going to actually say you, you need to go after your weakness and say yes a little yeah. bit more to me. Yeah. But, but again, it's, um, it, it's, it's something that needs to be practiced it, because, and here's what, and here's where I'm going with that. Like, like, and you, this is a, this is a, a Jason Ackermanism. Like you can say anything. It just depends on how you say it and how you say no matters, right? Like you can say no without being combative yeah, and, and still and- be authoritative. Well, I was going to say, you you should be authoritative, in fact, right? If you went to your doctor and you were like, you know, hey, I, I want to do this. Let's start doing cocaine. I don't recommend that. Really, no, if you really right. want to. <laughs> right. There wouldn't be any room for gray. But And and that's how it should be. Like, hey, I want to hop up on those rings. Uh, not right now. That's not a no forever. Let's make sure you could do this, this, or this. Yeah, that's a, hey, not today. Um that's a like you're going to need to show me a couple things before we do that and repeatedly for that matter now cody are these relative to an elder population or in general no this is i mean maybe maybe in general but the the question was what are some of the some of the things you run into when coaching an older population and so we got we got about five or six of them from instagram and a lot of them were the same where they don't listen they're stuck in their ways or they just just want they just want to get it done Anyone, whenever those people are saying that to us, I push back on them. 
Like, no, they're, they're, that's your responsibility. There's never a time where, what about my members that don't listen? That's your fault. That's not your members' fault. And if, you know, and if they're truly that combative or that much of an asshole, get rid of them. Fern said it. Oh, this was on a private call, right, Fern? With the living room. What did you say about the living room? <laughs> I was talking to uh, Rachel about like I was like, hey, if somebody was just sitting in your living room and they just took a dump on your on, in the foyer, like, are you just gonna be like, it's cool, hang out? Yeah, it's amazing what affiliate owners and coaches. I mean, I put up a post yesterday. That was a real post from a real person. And it was like, I was like, how is this person still at your affiliate? Like, how have you not actually gotten into a physical altercation with him, let alone let him stay a member? It's like absurd. Like, we've posed this question before. If someone were to come up to you on the stream, like, hey, I'm going to give you 150 bucks a month. Cool. However, for that 150 bucks, I'm going to drive you crazy. You're going to lose sleep. It's going to cause you to get into fights with everyone you love and care about. And, and, and you're going to generally gonna, dislike me. And it's going to cause a downturn in your business. Yeah. Are you in? Are you in for that deal? Keep giving it to me. You're so, right. I'll, I'll so, take it. Yes. Yeah, so I'll take your no. 150 bucks. So it's, well, it's, never, it's never they don't listen or they're moving poorly for this. That's you didn't do a good job explaining what this thing is. Well, again, let's let's give a more contextual answer, right? So, like, because I, I think if you go too far with that, like, I don't think it's real anymore, right? Like, like, and what I mean by that, this idea or whoever this person is, think like everybody in my affiliate moves perfectly. I'm like, no. bullshit. That's just not a thing, right? Well, that's like, the whole say, that's safety, efficacy, and efficiency. Cool. Right. Are they getting results? Right. right. And so my 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 question becomes like, when we say they're moving poorly what are we talking about right like what have you done up to this point what movement are we talking about where are they at in the workout what is the loading right and this is what we talk about in the level two in the common movement themes kind of to close that is just like context like that is a that is a very broad question that needs to be contextualized because like i would i would argue that with enough context jay you and i could both come to the determination they're like that degree of 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 move of errant movement is not something that i'm gonna fight with them about right now yeah well it could be threshold training right like we speak about technique right. versus intensity like all right like is it okay that they're making that mistake and i'm trying to coach them to, to fix it or like you said that's okay like we talk about it in, in what is CrossFit, these movements are in, inherently safe, safe relative to their non-functional counterparts and their one rep max loads. Now, the most safe thing you could be doing is doing these movements virtuously. However, a close second is just simply doing these movements, even if they're not, and I can even tell if they're you, poor, right? You and me, that's how we started. Like, even yes. though you had Pat Sherwood coaching you in 2009, He's not the Pat Sherwood we know and love today, right? He was, I was overhead get... squatting with he the was... pterodactyl arms. Like armpits weren't even down. They were backwards. Like I was yeah. inverted completely. You he know? he um, was letting you get away, you know, because he just didn't know any better, I'm sure. And and, that, and that's where I think it, it's a, it's what is the movement, right, that we're talking about? So let's, let's back up here a second. No, it's not okay. Two things can be true at once. 
It's, is it okay for them to move poorly? No, you should try to fix it. The follow-on question is, is that errant movement in the context of this athlete, that movement, the loading, the volume, the intensity, going to likely result in injury? And if the answer is no, well, now you have now that you can make a judgment call. If the answer is yes, which should be very apparent, okay? This, this idea where it's just like, I don't know if they're going to get injured. I'm like, as somebody who's lived in the gym for 13 years, you fucking know, yeah. <laughs> okay? You're never like, I don't know. And I'm like, that shoulder's coming out here in three, two, <laughs> one, is. right? Like, <laughs> Pick it up. Um, yep. so, you know, it's funny. The person we were talking about earlier with the shitting in the living room just <laughs> – just text me while this like, was going on. Fired her. <laughs> yeah, but not because of the podcast. She, she said she had a call with Marcus today. Oh, okay. I'm like, of so course, the same Marcus, thing. Marcus is, of course, the one that convinced you. Yeah. Uh, All right, we got a, so, we got a couple a couple other things yeah. left here. Um, and as far as inside of the level one manual, we're talking about Fran, right? We all know what Fran feels like. Um, it is intense. It's high heart rate. It's moving fast. And my, well, I mean. As far as Fran goes, stay away from that trap. <laughs> stay away from that trap. Um, but should I be worried about my my masters, my legends, my older athletes getting their heart rate up too high, having too much intensity? Is that something that I should be considering um, in something like Fran? Oh, well, well, Workout well, like Fran. You just made a big blunder. Uh oh. Did you catch that, Fern? I did. You, you know, you, you related heart rate to intensity. It's a correlate. Well, that's fair. All right. It's a correlate, right? So should somebody not get their heart rate up? Potentially, but that's not necessarily in their intensity could be still very low, right? Force distance time. Um, now, but going back to, we could circle back to that Cody, but I do think Fran is one of those workouts that Fern did well earlier. This might be three by 15. So a, we don't have to worry about numbers. B, right. do I want someone new going to 21? Like, we know their form is probably not getting better in that round. So maybe it's like, hey, we're going to do 15 three times or even nine five times or, you know, five nine times. Like, I, um, back in the day when EC was my mentor on staff, we, I had this experiment that we did. We all did Fran different ways. And I did it. Uh, I found the fastest way I could do it was, um, 22 thrusters, 45 pull-ups, 23 thrusters. That's interesting. Yeah. But it's like, it's because technically it's the same amount of work, but it's a different workout, but you can get your intense, like you would think it's like five by nine, but it's like the transition's killing. The transition's key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I was able to go unbroken on the pull-up. So that's where you could just save a lot of time. You see how we, you see how he did that? He was just somehow able to slide. His Dude. physical prowess. Earlier, I let it slide. <laughs> Did I not let it slide when Fern basically told the world that he's sports specific? He can coach, you know, because he's a former Division One basketball player. Listen, he did. Listen, he did. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> that I have <laughs> achieved things in my life. Right. I'm sorry that it makes you feel inadequate. 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 Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So. With this one, yeah, I think I agree with your assessment there about like probably a simpler rep scheme. Um, again, the ring rows can like there are a couple alarm bells go off of the off there, um, but thrusters could be with dumbbells. 
you know, could be 10 pounds in each hand. Again, this is the contextual answer that you're looking for, which is like, who are we talking about? It's like, probably what it would be for a, the older population, right? Can they, do they have a proper front rack? I don't know about that. So, very unlikely. Yeah. Let's go like dumbbells. Right. Um, so now with the heart rate thing, Cody, yeah, it's definitely something that you should consider. Um, or, or maybe again, like that's a, you'd be, that's hard pressed to, uh, to track. Right. But like, this is something, um, when training, uh, pregnant women to think about, which is not because like heart rate is harder to kind of like gauge, but kind of like respiratory rate is much easier to gauge. So one thing I might look at for master's athlete is like respiratory rate. Like, is this a 72 year old? Like I'm probably going to want them to talk to be able to talk to me at any given point during the training session which is not necessarily right, I mean, the case for a 35 year old. Like I, I'm not going to get a full sentence out of somebody who's like trying to hammer home to in, the, in the midst of a workout. And I, I think that's an important dis in distinction to make. Like, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk to a class, right. And I may scale the volume. I may scale the movements. I may scale the entire workout, but if I forget the point of, I need to scale like what, what that looks like for them, you know, in the middle of the workout, like, are they huffing and puffing and going to fall over like in, in the middle of this, four minute workout. And at the same time, I'm screaming at all the fire breathers in the class to go faster. Um, so that was the reason why the, you know, I posed a question is, is that something that we should be looking at? I think you should look at all of it, right? To the extent that you can look at it, right? Again, like that's the heart rate thing can be a little challenging, right? Unless they're wearing a wearable or you've got some sort of screen. Yeah, they have that stuff. Like but not, if you don't have that, like then, then what do I do? Like what's your heart rate? And they're doing this and now we're asking them to count, you know, um, so then I think like what, what's a, what's a, what's a strong correlate to like, if I do have increased heart rate, what do I also probably have increased respiratory rate in most scenarios? It will probably key me into something that I might need to, to back off of. Um, Would you ever do you know, something like um, you're going to have them do a round? Like, let's just say they are doing 21, 15, nine, they're going to do 21, 21, 21. And then you say, all right, now I need you to walk across the gym and back. Like to yep. purposely kind of build, to build in some rest, right? Like hey, that's going to let them calm down just I, a little bit. I think what you're breath. bringing to light here is something that we brought up previously, which is like, there's no answer here, right? Like what you just displayed is a thoughtful process with which to slow this person down to make sure that we don't exceed whatever their capacity might be. That's the takeaway, right? And it's, it's probably, it's probably like a, I, I, this, this doesn't need to be more complex than necessary and keep it simple, which is just ask yourself two questions. What's the downside of erring on the side of caution? And what's the downside of not erring on the side of caution? And you will probably get most of your answers by asking those two very simple questions. All right, we are here at the very last one. All right. And I don't know if you've done this or not, Fern, Jay, I don't know if you've done it in any of your affiliates, but the pros and cons to having a master's only class. I've seen it before, um, different gyms, but, you know, what's the good, what's the bad, what's the ugly, so left, right, and sideways? I think you have to balance the benefit of having a group of masters at the same time with actually running a business. So there's a, there's a lot to be gained by, hey, this is – you know, a lot of people have a legends class. Yes, we've done it in the past, but also no, not all legends can make it at 10 a.m. or whatever time you offer. You're you're limiting that. 
And we're also suggesting, suggesting, not saying, like, I can't handle you in my normal class. So I'm putting you all, you know, in this island over here. So I think, you know, but, but at the same time, you know, the positives being maybe they feel a little more comfortable. Maybe, you know, it's, it is a little easier for the coach because you don't have to, you know, you could have a pre-written workout that's kind of already, even if it's the same workout as class, that's already written uh, and scaled down a little bit. So I think it's one of the, my suggestion would be if you're considering it, potentially try it, just understand the advantages and pitfalls of both ways. I think that's just a logistical exercise. Like I think the, I think if you can make it work, I think the upsides are huge, right? Like getting, you know, cause one of the other things that people, we kind of lose as we age is kind of like the community or the human interaction. And I, and I think that's super important, particularly for, for people as we age in order to, in order to keep cognitively sharp and, having a group of people that they, that they know they go, they go, they go Monday, they go Wednesday and they go Friday and they go to that group. And that's what they do. No different than pickleball or, you know, um, or playing, uh, you know, card games or anything like that. Like that's a, the, the communal aspect of that is it could, shouldn't be understated. Um, so if you can provide that, I think it's great. And if you have the right time slot and you have the appropriate amount of people, um, yeah, I think, I think that's optimal because, we can scale the workout, but what's a better option is that we just write workouts for that demographic, right? Because that is a thing. And, um, but again, you have to be able to solve both riddles depending on what you have going on at your affiliate. You might not be have a full-blown, you know, legends class. So what do you have to do? You have to solve it the other way. But if you've got 10 or 12 of them and they're like, yeah, we've, we're starting a, a biker gang and we also want a 1030 class. And I'm like... Well, you got it, Bob. Just make sure I get, you know, I get patched in and get colors and then we're good. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. No, we, uh, you go ahead, Jay. No, you go. No, no you go. No, I love you. No, you go. How does this work? Yeah. You say it. No, you hang, hang up. up first. You hang up. <laughs> oh, we, just, we just had a question from, uh, from Brian over here. Can, you know, can you explain what a frictionless plan is? Brian, I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is for the audience, but if this is from you, I'm disappointed. Frictionless plan. Is it, so, is it a spelling error or because of the question? <laughs> uh, the, we're talking about being in the rings, right? So when we say frictionless plane, just like something that is not static in nature, that's not rigid, right? So like the parallel bars is, uh, is like would be a, a static plane that's not moving, right? Or no, you can almost like use it as like closed versus open chain movement. But anyway the that's what we're referring to a frictionless plane where like they are suspended and and the stabilization mechanism is the athlete if you're not if we're we're accustomed to rings in crossfit i worked at that seminar a couple of weeks ago at the prison and they don't have rings so we brought them in these massive strong humans were like shaking like it was shocking to me how how much they were shaking on they're just you're just not used to i mean many of them got it quickly but if you're just not used to that it's 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 totally different than being on stable bars yeah um so that's what we're referring to brian um and 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 when you add that in there and jay just gave a perfect example the the upside starts to not be worth it in some of these scenarios depending on like the height of suspension the 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 you know the degree of dynamic action of hip 
in said movement, thinking a kipping muscle up versus a strict muscle up, uh, all those things start to really start to matter. <laughs> you, do, generally you do generally disappoint, Ron. You do. <laughs> you do. However, we still love you, my friend. We still love you. By the way, I no, this is actually I, I actually I'm joking, and I was doing that in jest, but actually this is a good opportunity. We have had quite a few affiliates, obviously all over the world. CrossFit affiliates, I think, are just fantastic, you know, uh, mechanisms for good, generally speaking. But um, we've had quite a few that have done some really cool stuff in the past several weeks. Brian Boucher and the folks at Midstate, because if you guys have not been paying attention to the news, like some massive flooding and stuff in California, um, you know, we're really doing some good out there with regard to sandbags and like packing stuff and like helping the greater community um so i do want to give uh the mid-state crew a shout out for doing really cool shit they were on the news it was really cool yeah i've got that picture pulled up of um, them uh, on the news yeah so I, I i will give you props brian even though you do continually disappoint me cody can i share my screen i mm, uh, think you I can i don't know how that works you can try I've never tried to share two at the same time. You see that? No. Can you? Oh, yeah, we can. There we go. Yeah, this is it right here. Yeah. Yeah. Close your inappropriate tabs. That's just my yeah, photos. Yeah. You'll just see yeah. some nudies. Those are, those are in a private browser. <laughs> in, in, incognito. There he is. There he is. There he is. You didn't think you'd be getting this love, did you, Brian? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, I do want to give uh, Brian um, some kudos there. So um, good stuff. All right, guys. Well, we're here at the end, and you guys normally do this to each other, but now I'm going to do it to you. All right. So what? Yeah. Sounds yeah. exciting. Gonna, yeah. What are you doing? Episode has put more thought than we did into 600. <laughs> All right. So, what is just each of you? One, your main takeaway: the girls for grandmas, for everybody who's going to who's watching it now, who is going to watch it in the future. You know, we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about programming, we've talked about scaling. Now we're talking about, you know, things to consider for the older population. Give me your main takeaway. Ackerman first, then Fern. Main takeaway. Main takeaway is never losing sight that we all need to do these movements. I think it becomes very an easy kind of like catch all like, ah, they're old. We don't need to do these anymore. And and, and going back to that original statement or, or actually a different one. The deficiency defines the need. And what that means is we're in our 40s. You're in, are you, you're in your 30s, Cody. Are you 30? 32. 32. Like, we're doing okay. Like, I can not squat for probably 10 years and still be able to squat. But grandpa, dad in his 70s, like, he's losing it. And that deficiency is why he needs it even more than we do. Burn. Yeah, and I and I think to piggyback on that, which is live to train another day. Always err on the side of caution until you know. There's no downside to that. I, mean, I think we all look at training and coaching in much too short of a window. And if you zoomed out and you'd be like, what would be the best decision for the J, the Cody, the insert that old athlete? What would be the best decision for them 12 months from now? Do that today. You know, and as as we both said it that was one it, thing. It was one thing. It was one thing, Jeff. Well, I'm, I'm tying a bow on it, and it's nothing we said is different for twenty year olds or seventy year olds. Like, no. hey, 
We all need to be doing this CrossFit thing, but we need to be doing it in such a way that we're thinking about our future. We're thinking long-term health, like Fern said earlier. And we, it's easy to chase that shiny key every day and think about trying to shortcut your fitness. But in reality, it's all about slow, steady progress because the goal is we're doing this in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Cody, what was your takeaway? Um, my main takeaway would probably be to to really look at volume, to consider that first. Um, I, I think it often goes overlooked. You scale the movement, you know, the, the complexity down, but to really take a look at what are they going to accumulate in this class today and, and how can I keep them from being so sore that they're not able to come back, you know, multiple days in a row. Cool. Fern, I'll also say this. Ackerman will probably say that you're always piggybacking on him, right? Like, <laughs> just I didn't say always it. on his back. I didn't say um, it. But there's one set of right. Well, he was better than Brokeback Mountaining him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to wrap it up, don't forget we got the um, the progression tomorrow. Uh, Jay, that is at, what, 3.30 Eastern? 3.30. Tomorrow's episode is 30 minutes because we have a – Fern and I have a call that was already previously scheduled before we launched. So we are going to look at Kat teaching a snatch progression at Ralston Creek CrossFit. And Fern – and, and yeah, I was going to ask you special guest on Monday. Ooh, we do have a special guest on Monday. Jason Kalipa is coming on the. Jason Kalipa is coming on the show. I think it's going to be cool. There's some cool stuff happening, and um, I'll just leave everybody with that. But wait a second, well, you, there's, there's more. Something <laughs> new coming soon too, don't you? Do we have a? Did we make an official announcement on that yet? Not quite. I mean, okay. this is breaking. This is breaking news right here. No, no, let's stop it. It's no news. <laughs> the different. Are we talking about more shows? More shows. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. We can. We can announce that. Yeah. We will definitely be doing an affiliate owner hot seat. So if you are an affiliate owner and you have questions and you want to come on the show and you want to be coached on the show, we're going to give you guys that opportunity. We'll be fielding uh, essentially applicants weekly um, to come on the show, and we will help you guys solve your stuff that's four live shows a week we do here at best hour of their day four live shows a week we've got our, our monday our wednesday breaking down the manual the progression on thursday affiliate hot seats coming soon on fridays if you're not subscribing to this channel what are you waiting for <laughs> and you and you probably hate old people <laughs> yeah you're ageist all right cody all right, guys. Thanks for letting me crash the party today. We'll see you guys later.